How do you live in your RV without killing each other? This is the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt. And today's guest, well, they have lived in their RV for over eight years. And I'm thinking we can learn a tip or two from them today. Well, Dan and I have been living in our RV full-time going on two years, and we're both still alive, but I think we can learn something today. You know, we are currently in Florida, and it is so great to have Patty back in the RV after three long weeks. I just have to give a heartfelt thank you to all of the people who have been very supportive. For those of you who don't know, I was away for three weeks with my mother who was ill. Um, Tough situations like that really make you appreciate not only Dan holding down the fort, but all of the people that have reached out and have been so supportive. I just have to say thank you. That sound means it's time for today's fun fact. What country has the highest divorce rate? You know, Patty, we have done a lot of research on this, and it came back that one of the most beautiful places in the world, the Maldives, they came in at number one with 5.2 out of every thousand people ending up in divorce. Now, Kashistan was number two at 4.6%, and China came in at number seven with 3.2%. Now, the U.S. came in at 13 at 2.7%. So look at us, the U.S. down there at 13. That's a good number to be at. You know, today's guest, I think some of their insight in how they live in, they say 180 square feet, Okay, we'll keep you down below that 2.7% rate here in the United States. And this is the RV Life Podcast. We'll be back right after this. Why end your camping season when it gets cold? With the inflatable RV skirting system from Air Skirts, you could extend your camping season year round. Reach out to Jim and his team by visiting airskirts.com. Dot com for more information. RV Life Podcast listeners get $100 off a kit order when you use code RVPOD. That is RVPOD for $100 off. This RV Life Podcast is sponsored in part by Clear 2O. Clear 2O continues to bring its expanding line of water filtration products to RVers with innovations such as their DirtGuard sediment pre-filter, their 1 micron solid carbon block inline water filter, and a wide variety of high-quality filters for your RV's whole house filter system. When it comes to clean water for your RV life, the answer is clear. Clear 2O. Visit clear2o.com and use the coupon code RVLIFEPODCAST to save an additional 5% on every purchase. a magician she's a voiceover artist they have been living on the road for over eight years following what they call the 432 style they have traveled from alaska to maine to florida and they started a blog for friends and family 
and now it has thousands and thousands of followers. You guys must have a huge family. We're talking today to Cameron and Jim Bobo. Welcome to the RV Life Podcast. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks. Thanks for being on. Um, Let's get jump right in. Okay. Eight years on the road. What made you start on this road? We've always been campers uh, from our early, we've been married 46 years, but uh, during our early years, we would ride bikes and uh, have the tent and the you know, backpack and all that stuff on the bike. Uh, and then we kind of got a little older, uh, got a kid, just went strictly tent camping. Uh, and then uh, we started uh, realizing we can't sleep on the f- ground anymore. And it, the logical transition was to uh, either an RV or a trailer or something. So I read some of your blogs and I looked at a couple things. Um, when Patty and I first got started, Uh, We made the huge mistake of getting a storage unit that sat there with a $150 a month bill for two years. We never looked inside of it. When you guys sold it all and went on the road, how did you deal with your house and storage? Well, we we just sold everything. Um, It took us two years, and it was uh, a process because Jim's a... A COO, and he's uh, he's you know wasn't retired at the time. He was still working for those two years while we were basically getting rid of every single thing we owned down to the last pencil almost. And so uh, we decided no storage, no no uh, nothing but the truck, the trailer, and what we could fit in it. There is wow. a story though to that in that we could not get rid of a small amount of things that were precious, like. Her wedding gown, uh, the our teeth, son's teeth, our son's yeah. teeth. Um, <laughs> I had a few pieces of ma- magic that were uh, very small but very precious. So we yeah. put them in a little hope chest, and uh, her dad took to her his house in Mississippi that he built in the seventies to make it safe and sound for us. We just couldn't get rid of those. And then six months later, his, his house, house burned, burned down. His house burned down. <laughs> wow. house burned down. So the, old, the old stuff that we kept burned. Wow. And there is a story in that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, and it was so hard to keep these few little possessions off to the side. Don't, don't let anyone touch those, you know, make them safe. <laughs> Six months later, it all burns off. It all burned. Wow. That's, that's an incredible story. So we, we truly, we truly have nothing in storage. Yeah. Really anywhere. nothing anywhere. Wow. Absolutely nothing anywhere. Well, I did, I did. My, someone gave me a, a nice, my, my nephew made me a, a beauty. He's a, he does beating. And he made me a beautiful scarf with like, I don't know, 50,000 beads in it. It wow. feels like silk, you know. And I said, I'm not taking that on the road. I left that at my sister's house. So, OK, OK. <laughs> she, so hopefully she holds that for me. Hopefully history won't repeat won't itself. Down. So after eight yeah, years, right. <laughs> other than storing your stuff at your dad's, any regrets? No, I don't think you have any regret. I mean, do you have any? Regrets yeah, uh, oh, okay. I wish we could have done it earlier. Well, this is true. You know, yeah. uh, there's always that financial um, dynamic that you have to, you know, play into the whole process. And that, of course, is what you, m- most people cannot do it sooner. Stuff stresses you out and you don't realize it until you get rid of it. That holy smokes, that stuff was really weighing me down. Mm hmm. For a long time. 
you, and uh, it was just that total sense of relief that now it's gone. Moving on. You, you know, you, you talk about, I wish I would have done it earlier. I, I have often said to friends and family and people around the campfire, I, I probably wasted the first 55 years of my life, uh, you, you know, because I don't know that I have ever been happier than being on the road. Now, we're way behind you. We're only two years to your eight years. But uh, I don't know that I've ever been happier. Do you do you feel like, you know, you talked about stress. I left stress when when I left that house and I gave the guy the keys I, that all the stress was back there. We don't have really stress any, anymore. Yep. Other than maybe this when is, this when you're is a low stress lifestyle. Yes. Uh, other than when you're going down the road and a, a truck's coming at you at 80 miles an hour and you swearing all over the road. <laughs> yeah. Stressful situation. That's, yeah. That's yeah. True. We, we, ad we address that. We don't like to travel. We're, is, everybody says, well, you must love to travel. No, we hate to travel. We like being places. That's we right. like being a different place every two weeks. But getting there? No, we don't yeah. enjoy that at all. Yeah. So pulling a five ton uh, you know, trailer behind us yeah, is, is so stressful, <laughs> uh, which is why we adopted the four, three, two rule, you know, which is, you know, only drive four hours a day, stop by 3 p.m. and try to stay two weeks. Uh, and that's but not been always possible. But that is our uh, our goal. That is our ideal. And I love it reading. works very well because. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It works very well for marriage, we think, because it gives you a whole new starting place every two weeks. <laughs> right. So. And I love how, again, in reading your blogs, you have these rules or for us, we call them agreements, whatever people want to call them. You know, it was Jim that said 432 rule. And I read that you said, yes, I was on board. And in talking about tips for not wanting to kill each other while living in these small spaces, I think that's a great, you know, a, a great tip. So did you sit down and talk about these rules or styles of living? Well, no, there was no rule book at that time that we knew. Of. I mean, I'm sure there are out there. They're out there. We didn't think about, you know where that would be. So we just started developing these rules as we went along. It makes sense. You're in a very, you're in a new town. Nobody goes anywhere without the other one knowing exactly where you are and being able to track you. I'm sorry. If you don't like being tracked, that's really too bad because I feel like it's very necessary in this lifestyle, especially if you go hiking in a strange place, you want to be tracked and at least have a GPS or something like that with you. So yes, nobody leaves without saying where they're going and your com and communication the whole time. If there's no GPS, we have walkie talkies. So um, we're, you know, if we're in a place that's out of range, you know, so we have a good set of walkie talkies we use all the time, which are also great for backing in. Yes. Right. That's a tip we got from Lolo Ho. We, we need to credit them. Lolo Ho gave John us and Christy yeah. Michael told us about walkie talkies and uh, backing in and saving yeah. your marriage. Yeah. And uh, we have thanked them uh, many, many times because, as you know, when you get to an RV park, uh, usually the show <laughs> is someone backing in. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Know, and people like to come out and watch. So oh, uh, and, uh, and and with our walkie talkies, uh, we don't yell at each other. We talk very calmly. Um, we use the concept that uh, I mentioned about uh, passenger side. So there's no 
confusion about who's looking which way. And that has had a, a major impact on our ability to work together um, uh, in many ways, but specifically in uh, backing up our trailer. Speaking the same language, you know, that right. helps. Absolutely. You know? And I think that is one of the biggest yeah. things that Dan and I learned that has saved our marriage is using things like walkie talkie backing up, but having these agreements like, okay, let's stop the RV if we have to, but the yelling and the screaming and creating a show is not going to work. So I'd love that. And we use that same thing, passenger driver side great advice we got pretty early on now one of the right very smart that you got that well one of the things that uh we also got very very early on uh was one of our friends and we now call them our mentors uh they said that when you're backing up the person on the outside is in charge absolutely no questions asked is that something that you guys use as well Absolutely. Absolutely. The person in the car has all the power to back over that person. We saw actually a very, we were in a five-star resort just recently, and we actually saw a situation with a couple, you know, there's a lot of newbies on the road since Mm -hmm. COVID, and um, we're we're hearing a lot more of these marital eruptions, you know, in the in the parking in the yeah. parking situation. And it was a couple. I mean, it was close to where I thought, are we going to have to call the police? I, yeah. I, I don't they were call getting the mad. Really but this mad. guy, we thought he was so mad at her that he was going to back over her. And it, he, at least he seemed to have no concern about his wife or whoever it was behind him anyway. Um, yeah, that happens. And I have, we haven't seen it that bad before, but I think it just has to do with people not understanding that this is a very big machine <laughs> and it's very dangerous when it's backing up. Right. So, yes. Yeah. And I agree. The person in the back. Yeah. People's emotions. <clears throat> now, what was interesting is Dan always drives yeah. the RV. I don't yet drive it. I'll say not yet. Um but he's usually the one in charge of these kinds of things. So it was really a learning experience, him being able to let go and let me direct him. So it, it took a little work on that. That would have been where we would have gotten divorced if uh, we didn't get that fixed. So I'm glad we yeah. figured it out well, for yeah. the most part. <laughs> well, on that yeah. same concept, we... Um, we have uh, came up with a rule. I, I, I don't really call them rules as much as agreements, but okay. if one of us feels uncomfortable at a location, the other one agrees and we leave instantly for whatever you know, reason, for whatever reason. You don't even have to have a reason. I feel bad here. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Agree. Just trusting your intuition. I love that. You know, that that is a really good way to go. One of the things I'm really perplexed about is uh, in one of your videos that I was watching and prepping for this interview, uh, Jim, you said that there's a freedom that we don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. You do some planning, right? (laughs) Well, COVID has changed that. Um, Before COVID, we almost and so that would be from. July 2016 to March of 2020, almost four years, uh, we did almost no reservations uh, it would, and it was never a problem. But as you're quite aware, um, those were the glory days <laughs> <laughs> since COVID, there are a lot more RVers out there. So if you want to get a reservation and just show up on a Sunday afternoon and leave on a Friday morning, you can do that just about any time you want. But if you want a Friday 
night or a Saturday night and you want to stay 14 days over those, it is more and more difficult just to show up someplace because they're full most Friday and Saturday night. So we have that that uh, interview that you um, referred to uh, was done in August of 17, years before COVID. So we have had to adjust, yes. uh, unfortunately, and we won't make a reservation ahead of time if they're going to have some crazy rule about cancellation like we're going to keep all your money we don't take you know, we've never you go paid to in full places. and we're going to keep all your money we won't we won't do that uh, because we do change all the time and we cancel and there's always cracker barrel walmart a harvest host a, a boondockers welcome uh free camping.net camps there's going to always be some place we know we're going to sleep in that uh, bed somewhere tonight yeah right so we've never we've never had a problem getting to where we want to go and having a good night's sleep at that place. Correct. We've never had a problem with that. But before COVID, we could make these decisions split second. Now it's a little bit more prep, more, uh, you know, looking ahead. And again, I think the idea that you two have come to an agreement because we've met people where the the husband in this case was a couple he had to know where he was going for a solid year, and every Sunday they moved. She wasn't really yeah, on that's board. Just, yeah, that made me it made me queasy actually. It, yeah, we've people that, and you know, a lot of them have a really good time doing that, and mm-hmm. they do sit down every year and do their annual plan. For us ourselves, we um, like a little bit more flexibility than that, a lot more actually, but. It's a way. It, it is a way some people like to do this. They they want to sit down and have it all planned out. There's no questions. There is no, you know, uh, doubt about where they're going to be. And they do that sometimes for the weather, sometimes because that's uh, they have doctors that they go to in each place or dentists or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I understand it. And I and, you know, we always brace ourselves some here. We're going to. <laughs> that's what we're going to do, you know, but so we try to enjoy being more spontaneous now, you know, have the fun now before we have to maybe get into that kind of more, oh, I guess, orthodox sort of situation. I think yeah. it's a, I, I think it's very much about whatever works for the people that are traveling together. There's no right or wrong here. Absolutely. You know, I think that's the no, bottom line. No, but the right. couple should agree. Agree. The couple exactly. Needs to agree. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It will cause it will cause problems. Absolutely. But you know, there if you do we've seen couples where uh those neighbors next door, they're in Maui. Uh, you know, they uh, they're not there. They haven't been there since we pulled in about a week and a half ago. And everybody says, "Oh, they're in Maui. They'll come back." So that's just a, another uh, way you can compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go to Arizona. Well, I want to go to Maui. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're going to you win. Park the, tra- park the trailer in Arizona, fly to Maui because it's cheaper to fly, you yeah. know, from some airports to mm-hmm. certain places, you know. So you can position yourself in a place where it's very inexpensive to fly someplace exotic. So you have a little exotic vacation. There's all kinds of ways. That's the great thing about being mobile. 
Okay, before we hit that airport, you're listening to the RV Life Podcast. We're talking to Carmen and Jim Bobo, and we have a lot more coming up, including a story about when they got locked inside their RV. All that and more coming up right after this. When traveling in your RV, how do you navigate? Do you use a paper map, a GPS, or do you use Google Maps? Our sponsor, RV Trip Wizard, has the solution, and it just works. It just works. You know, I I, I think I have to uh, to uh, copyright that saying. It's kind of like "just do it." The Nike saying, "It just works," and I'm starting to use that in other areas. Do you guys use RV Trip Wizard as well? Always, absolutely. I love it, and what I like about it is, is I can plan and make decisions, and then move things around and find out the mileage, and then look on the map. Uh, I use the uh, aspect of it where it actually says, all right, how many miles of hour do you average? Right. How many hours a day do you like to drive? And then the map will actually show me the perimeter of where I could go that day. And it's fascinating because without a lot of pre-planning, we can go north, east, west, or south, and the trip wizard will show me everything around those areas and if i click the little button in the top corner it shows me all the campsites and then not only the campsites i can click on one of them and i can get a review of that campsite so uh we've been using it i can't even think of how many uh love it and use it all the time now for our listeners you will get a 25 percent discount that means that rv trip wizard is less than 50 dollars for your first year Take a look down in the show notes and uh, take a look at the discount code and the link that's down there. It is really worth it. Take it from, you know, when you look at them and you look at us, that's over 10 years of experience on the road. And I personally do not move my RV one inch without first consulting RV Trip Wizard. And, you know, we tend to talk about our plans and we have now coined a term that we call our current thought. Because here we are right now in one part of Florida and the phone rang a couple of days ago and said, would you guys like to come to the Jacksonville RV show and do your podcast for us? So off we go on another thing and everything downline of that, all of our all of our planning for the next three months is gone. Um, you do have to plan a little bit longer in advance in Florida because it seems like everybody and their brother comes here in the wintertime. Now. Let's go back to the 432 style and let's talk a little bit about that 432 style before I embarrass you by being locked inside your RV. But let's talk about that 432 for a second. <laughs> well, 432 is probably our our uh our mantra really. It's it's our probably our best tool for our marriage living in this lifestyle. Um it we, gives we, us it's a pace that we found that we found that's that's not stressful for us um by uh, not trying to do more than four hours of driving right uh, and uh so four hours of driving and one hour stop we're on the road quote unquote five hours you know so we like to leave around 10 a.m get there around three four hours of driving an hour stopping we have a dog and then needs to use the outdoors we have sayapka <laughs> yeah we have our, our like to st- uh, stretch and stuff like that so uh, uh that which is about 200 miles so we when we look at where we're gonna go we try and go 
no more than 200 miles, uh, a four-hour drive, um, averaging about 50 miles an hour with the stops and everything. And um, for us, we found uh, it, it helps our marriage with uh, by keeping the stress level low. Well, we, we don't travel in beauty. We live in beauty. This is our home. This is our lifestyle. And it helps us to maintain that feeling of home while we're traveling. And we've tried other paces um, at this point in our lives. A month is too long. A week is not enough. Two weeks gives us about a week of time to sightsee the area, uh, to pretend we're having a one-week vacation, to schedule about one week of activities. And then the other week is we're just living our lives and being having a normal life. and Writing our, the blog. Writing the do. blog, having our hobbies, um, flying a, our son out to visit us. Or, you know, it just gives us a little bit of extra time just to be a family. And so that matters to us. And we know people who don't do this full-time cannot possibly maybe be do the a four three two but you know we're full timers uh we have no bricks and mortar anywhere so uh we're retired um so uh this is a really uh, calm lifestyle that uh again is an ideal it is not uh always reality but it sure is a great way uh, that we think to uh get into a community uh go to the local brewery or winery or something and talk to the locals, find out what's happening in town and have enough time to really enjoy it and not uh, be. To feel like a local. Right. right. Exactly. Really immerse yourself. It's funny. When, when I started writing that blog, I, I, I like to research. I'm a researcher and I realized, oh my gosh, this is, this is like, this is a universal code. Did you know 432 Jim is a universal code for everything? I had no idea until I started writing that. And a golf ball has 432 little holes things yeah. in it. Wow. Uh, the perfect music tone uh, harmony is 432 four, uh, megahertz. Yeah. Um, there's the 432. <laughs> if you Google it, it's a mysterious number. I didn't even know that when I came up with it's my magical my, frequency. My, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get more hits on that blog than any other, probably because everybody's looking up 432, you know, so. Right. And yeah. I just want to reiterate 432 is four hours of travel, be there by three o'clock and stay for two weeks. And again, this is an agreement that you both came up with that works for you. Now, let, let's let's talk about some other things. And Jim. You know, you you had a uh, a high level corporate career uh, after your magic career, um, and and that creates a lot of stressful situations. As you have uh, transitioned into this lifestyle, uh, well, I like to say I left stress behind. There's still stress from time to time. How do you deal with that stress, and how do you, as a couple, deal with that stress? Well, the the one key is, is that we both have a a private time, alone time, and we have uh, focused hobbies. Um, I get up early in the morning and have hours by myself. I go to bed early. Uh, She has hours in the evening by herself. So those we both have alone time every day. Uh, My uh, stress reliever is I'm a techie. Uh, I have a master's in information technology, so I love on the blog, the tech side. I do none of the writing. 
Carmen is the artistic a- aspect of it. She does all the writing. She does the photography. Uh, I relieve a lot of stress by focusing on the techie side. Um, we On our blog, we have uh, all of our expenses broken down by month, by different categories, whether it's propane, diesel, uh, you know, laundry, uh, water filtration. I mean, we have it all down. So I, uh, I relieve a lot of the, I wouldn't call it stress, but uh, hyperactivity that I have in me by focusing on uh, numbers, which is, uh, which is what I've always loved as a CFO, numbers. So uh, I stay focused in that that world, and that uh, helps me relieve stress uh, and also frees Carmen to focus exclusively on the art of our blog, whether it's beautiful photography or beautiful words. I also exercise a lot. <laughs> so I have I have to have heavy duty exercise every day. Um, and so uh, that's my private time, too, is I, I go work out, you know, wherever we are. And without that, I'm a, I'm a basket case. So he understands that. <laughs> and as long as he gets that, we're good. <laughs> So you're living in, you said, 180 square foot of space. We have a little bit more at around 400 square foot. How important in living in these tight spaces is communication? Well, it's vital. I mean, we talk about everything. Uh, you know, we don't have any, um, how, what, how can I say, like secrets from each other in this kind of space. But we know? do share. If I cook she, uh, she cleans the dishes. You know, uh, we share right. cleaning the trailer yeah, every true. day. Yeah. Uh, she drives 50% of the time when we're going down the road pulling the rig. I know how to hitch the rig. I know right. how to do the maintenance tanks. I We do everything 50-50. And we, we were married 41 years before we hit the road. So we had a little experience under our belt uh, on communication. Uh, compromise is a... a <laughs> a key to a successful That's one marriage. of the things. Yeah, we many vacationing couples. It's almost all uh, vacationing RVers. It's almost always the man. If there's a couple, the man doing all of the technical stuff, all of the uh, the maintenance stuff that won't work in a full time situation. You have to share. Not for long because somebody's right. going to get sick eventually. <laughs> somebody's going to need some help. Right. You know. So we're the same way. Everybody has to know everything. Yeah. And we share 50% except for the driving. Dan does do the driving. You're right. It is, I think, vital that both people could do the driving. I just haven't gotten up my courage yet to do it. And I have a backup plan. So Dan actually did get very ill last year, a little over a year ago, was in the hospital, almost didn't make it. Um, but I had a backup plan. I have somebody that'll fly to me anywhere in the country. Um, and I have to give a shout out to our great friend, Bob, uh, who, you know, would help us. But that said, most people don't have that. And everybody doing 50-50. I do hitch up the RV. I dump the tanks. He cooks. I clean. So, and again, I think it comes down to communicating so you find what works. I don't want to do any of the clean uh, of the cooking. I'd rather clean. He likes to do the cooking. So I think it comes down a lot to the communication part of it. Absolutely. And your talents, your skills and that kind of thing. Um, We just both like to uh, uh, share the cooking. He didn't cook before we started. 
he learned how to cook on the road and was, and he's actually work, so a better cook to... than me. He's writing yeah. a cookbook right now. Oh wow. Um, of recipes for two that are that you can cook in a trailer. Um you know, for me I didn't do any photography before we started out and I you know, I've, it's, I'm a hobbyist for sure, but, you know, I'm getting better and to, it's exciting to just be able to walk out the door with a camera and maybe have, you know, a memory I can capture without, um, you know, it's just, it's a wonderful time to pick up hobbies for us. And right. so we're able to do that. We, we were able to have more hobby time because our trailer is small. It takes very little time to clean it up. Um, I spend five minutes in the morning cleaning our trailer, you know, and um, that's so much better than the big house we left behind. That used to, I used to have to dedicate a whole day mm-hmm. to clean that house a week, yep. <laughs> a week. And now I can't even believe it that I did that my whole life. I spent a week of my life every week cleaning my house. That's yeah. crazy. It, it is crazy. <laughs> Never okay. go back to that. <laughs> so between the four of us, we, we've got to have some tips about living in less than 400 square feet, not killing each other. So let's start with you guys. There's four of us here. How about we start with uh, Jim? And Jim, why don't you give us one of your tips to really keep the energy under control? <laughs> one of the big things I would say is, is that if the, uh, the, the couple have a different vision of where paradise is to camp. The beauty is, is I like the beach. Carmen likes the mountains. Um, I would, my favorite place would be my feet in the sand and, you know, looking out at the waves crashing and hers would be up in the mountains, looking at beautiful trees and smelling the fresh air and pine. So in a mobile lifestyle, living in 180 set square feet, well, let's spend two weeks at the beach and, and let's go up to the mountains for a while. And so we can compromise. We can both be happy and uh, it makes for much better uh, communication and, uh, and marriage. Yeah, we could never agree on a house. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sounds like it. Okay. Uh, but we Jim, could, Jim's, yeah. Jim's tip, if you break it down, it's, it's compromise. compromise. Patty, you're up. What is your number one tip to keep the energy under control? So I guess for me, because within relationships and I've had a couple marriages before this one, I think real communication is the biggest thing. We talk about people always say, what is the number one tip for a happy marriage? And people say communication. And what I've learned over the years is that what like, what does that mean? What does that look like? And it's really talking, hearing each other. Like you said, taking alone time and saying, I just need time out. So I'm going to say communication for me is the big tip. Okay. So we have compromise. We have communication. Carmen, you're up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, uh, Patty, I agree with you about that. The communication is huge. You're, 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 that's probably the number one thing. Uh, Since I have to pick a second, I would say there's no hierarchy in a small space like this. It just the hierarchical relationship thing just doesn't doesn't work. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, There's there's no king and queen of the house. You know, everybody is is our serfs and and everybody's serving each other. And and I think that one of the keys to keeping our home that in communication for sure. Yeah. Love that. Okay. that leaves it down to me. And uh, I'm going to break yours there, Carmen. Uh, because I, I, I think that the, the key really is if we can't really find common ground, 
I say Patty always wins. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> Um, well, in our but, house, the Chihuahua is the one who usually wins. <laughs> there, there, there you go. And, and you know, I think this lifestyle leads us to like last night, we were having a conversation about direction and where we're going to go with certain things and cameras and that type of thing. And we just kind of took a walk together and talked it out. So I, I don't know that we have a lot of that where we, we hit that brick wall. I just don't know that we have that a lot anymore. I agree. Okay. Yes. I have, yes, I have, it's, it's, we're past that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really, it's kind of like almost like leveling up to another level. When I was in bricks and sticks, we, we would argue about, you know, what the temperature is or what day it was. Nowadays, it's like, what day is it? Who cares? <laughs> okay. Our audience is sitting on the edge of their seats. They have been waiting for 30 minutes to find out how the heck. The two of you got locked inside your RV. Well, you know, we, we've been locked inside our RV and we've been locked outside of our RV. Both, both. yes. But being locked inside, um, one time we got up, we were in the middle of the Borrego, uh, Anza Borrego Desert. And, um, no GPS. No, no GPS, no, no cell service, phone, no so, nothing. nothing uh, absolutely boondocking in nowhere. And uh, the door wouldn't open. Uh, on many trailers, if the uh, plate on the inside starts getting loose and is separates from the wall, the guts of the inside fall apart. Well, that's what happened. Uh, and uh, the indoor uh, handle wouldn't turn at all. There's no way out. Uh, it was unlocked, but the mechanisms didn't work. So a, uh, a 60 some year old man had to crawl out of the window uh, and why did you have to crawl out the window? Because I have claustrophobia. <laughs> well, you're, well, you're talking about uh, when we're locked out. When we were locked in. Oh, we're locked in. I had claustrophobia. Oh, that, well, you mean because you were stuck getting, inside the uh, trailer and couldn't see, get out, right? he doesn't even want to remember well, that part of it. That. I, was, I was starting to <laughs> hyperventilate. And I can remember the feeling and I get a little PTSD thinking about it. So go, you tell the rest well, of it. <laughs> the thing is, is I don't, I don't, I don't know if everyone's trailer, uh, the windows are high, but uh, it's not high on, in the inside. But when you're stepping outside, it's quite a drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were on a slope. And we were on a slope. So it was we a little bit uh, a a, an exciting opportunity to get out. But uh, <laughs> most trailers have a, a fire escape window where you can easily pull the uh, screen. And I got out and messed with the outside because the outside handle mechanism was working and we got uh luckily uh in but then of course we had to figure out how how did it happen couldn't shut the door uh, we ultimately uh drove i drove for about 10 miles got cell service went on an rv forum got some advice went back we fixed it and we solved the problem by using the lock nut um mechan- uh, gluey stuff on all the screws so they won't come loose going down the yeah, road. Yeah, lock nut. You want lock nut. Yeah. That's good stuff. Everything jingles and jangles. and <laughs> It know, hasn't happened again. Thank God. No, oh that, my God. Uh, and the, and the, being locked out was a whole another story, which would you'd have to do a whole other podcast for us. Yeah, so most yes. RVs, your biggest window, <laughs> one of your biggest windows in your RV is a uh, escape hatch. Mm-hmm. So, well, for ours, it is, yes. At least on our, on our model. I think on most. On ours, too, yes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But we were newbies then, and I didn't know we, didn't we know. could get out of a window. So <laughs> yeah. we thought we were, I mean, we really thought we were locked in the, 
the trailer. That was wow. You had to get the book out. Didn't you? Did you have to go to the book? How did you find out about the window? Oh yeah, I got to get the manual. He I got had the, to get the manual. I got the oh, owner's manual out to go. And he's you? and he's trying to flip through pages and read calmly while I'm <laughs> hyperventilating. I'm, I'm, I'm hyperventilating. Wow. It's, Wow. If you could. I, I thanks saw, for bringing that memory back. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's really sweet of you to bring that back to us. You are very welcome. We have had an amazing time talking with the two of you. And Dan and I just want to thank you, Jim and Carmen, for being on with us. Thank you for your tips. And we can't wait to meet you on the road and hang out with you guys. Oh, that would be a hoot, Patty and Dan. And congratulations, by the way, on your your two years, two years, two years on the road. Yes, we are. We are really excited about it. Wonderful. I I personally have some fun. Never want to go back. (laughs) No, no, we 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 cry when we think about the situations that might force us to go back. We don't we, we get weepy, have absolutely no desire to go back. Okay, thank you again so much for being with us. We truly appreciate it. You are listening to the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt, and we will be back right after this. National Indoor RV Centers with over 1,000 motorhomes available across multiple locations. National Indoor RV Centers continues to provide an outstanding hassle-free motorhome ownership experience. National Indoor is the number one Newmar dealer in the nation and also features brands like Integra, Winnebago, and much more. Visit nirvc.com and become a part of the National Indoor RV Centers family. the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt, and we are in Florida right now. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's 75 degrees outside. It's perfect weather. I just can't believe how nice it is here. We just want to give a shout out to National Indoor and AIM, which is the all-inclusive motorhome club they hosted, I would say us, but they hosted Dan at the Florida show because I missed it. Yeah, she uh, had to go take care of her mother up in Philadelphia and move her back down to Virginia. But that's all behind us now. Again, Brett and, you know, all the team over there at National Indoor. What a great time we had. We hosted a lot of interviews and live podcasts from the AIM tent at the Florida Super Show. It was just really Really incredible. Well, it is great to be back in front of the mic and to talk with Carmen and Jim today. Wow, what an interview. These are two amazing people being on the road for two years and We learned something today from that conversation. You know, I think every time we do a podcast, we learn something from our guest. And if you want to learn from our guest, too, they can be found at livinginbeauty.com, correct? Dot net, actually. Livinginbeauty.net. And you can find a link to that down in the show notes below. We did not say that during the interview, so we wanted to make sure that we got just just some great, great tips. And I don't know, not just us. I think everybody can learn from meeting people 
that have lived in less than 200 square feet for eight years. And they are the happiest people I've met in a long time. Absolutely. We just had such a fun time. Uh, I can't wait to meet these people on the road. I'm, I'm sure we will. And I'm sure we will very, very soon. And now, you know, it is that time again. Time for one of my favorite parts of the show. That's Pat Buchanan and his RV Life Pro Tip of the Week. We all use our phones for navigation, but wouldn't it be nice to use a large screen like the one you might find on an iPad? Can you use your iPad for RV safe navigation with the RV Life app? The answer is yes and no. If your iPad has its own monthly cellular data plan, in other words, you have internet on your iPad even when no Wi-Fi or hotspot is available, then yes, you can use the RV Life app on that iPad for navigation. However, if your iPad only has internet access when connected to Wi-Fi or a hotspot and does not have its own cellular data plan, then no, you cannot and should not attempt to use that iPad for navigation. Bear this in mind the next time you're shopping for a new iPad. For RV Life, I'm Pat Buchanan with your Pro Tip of the Week. Well, it's just like Patrick to give you a yes and no. <laughs> but if you have that iPad and it does have the card in it, it'll work just fine. We do have an iPad with a card in it and have tested it, so it does work just fine. Now, also, if you have internet all the time or you want to put on your hotspot on your phone, you can use that hotspot on the phone and connect to that and your iPad will work while you're rolling down the road if you don't have that card in it. The nice thing about the iPad, I think, is it's just a bigger screen for Dan to see it. She's calling me old again. <laughs> I'm a little blind, but okay. Okay, so that that is our pro tip of the week with Patrick Rubianna. Thank you, Patrick. We truly, truly appreciate everything you do for the show and coming in each and every week. And talking about something that comes in each and every week, we're starting to get a lot of questions through social media and direct messaging to us for our question of the week. As you know, each and every week, we answer that mysterious question of the week and we take it from live call-ins or we take it from people who give it to us over the internet. So if you have a question, don't be afraid to reach out to us on Facebook, on Instagram, anything with the RV Life podcast. We are out there everywhere and we do read and answer every single question and comment. So this week's question comes from the internet. So this question came to me and I thought it was a good question. It is from Susanna who lives in Northern Virginia and she wanted to know how to better communicate while you're living on the road in such a tight space. And I picked this question because it certainly followed what we were doing with today's interview. You, you know, and that that's a very, very good question. And my my first answer to that is um, something that Jim brought up and, and Carmen as well. And it really comes down to an open line of communication. And, you know, she said, we have no secrets from each other. We talk to each other all the time about what's on our mind. And I think that that open line of communication is probably one of the most important things that we can have. 
And I'm going to add to that, telling each other, and this was shared during the interview, telling each other how you really feel. And the other thing is sometimes during communication, you need a timeout. You need time to step away, take a breath, and then come back and finish the conversation. So just a few tips that hopefully are helpful. Right. And, you know, I'm I'm even going to jump on that again. And we talked about that. Jim talked about it quite a bit where each person in the relationship has their own quiet time in Patty's and mine, you know, relationship. Patty gets up and she makes her coffee and she writes in her journal. And that's part of her time every single day. Yes. And that really helps me to uh, recalibrate, I'm going to call it, so that I then could come into the relationship, you know, just a, a happier me, I guess is the best way to say it. So that's part of being able to have that communication. Uh, you know, these are just some tips and do what works. Carmen really loves to exercise. That's one of her yeah, things. She gets out there and exercise it. So if you want to get in touch with Jim and Carmen or read their incredible blog and read about their incredible eight years, you can do that in the show notes below. The link is there for everyone. You've been listening to the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt, saying have a great rest of today and an even better day tomorrow. Tomorrow.